Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. By now in New York City, there's snow on the ground. And out in California, Sunshine's falling down. Maybe down in Memphis, Graceland's all in lights. And in Atlanta, Georgia, there's peace on earth tonight. Christmas in Dixie. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. There is peace on earth tonight and every night for those who follow the Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. This is the broadcast for December the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We believe the blueprint for liberty is the answer. And yes, indeed, we believe the checks and balances are the great solution that we have at our fingertips. We also are convinced that following the principles of God, family, and country are the way to go forward, ladies and gentlemen. And we believe in Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, my kids like to say it's Adam Eve. Oh, right, wait a minute. What do they call that thing? It's Christmas Adam? <laughs> The night before Christmas Eve is Christmas Adam, right? First came Adam, then came Eve. Uh, anyway, there you have that. It is Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, in Dixie. And it's Christmas all over this great country. It is not snowing in New York, though. From what I understand, we're going to get, um, well, we're not going to have as much snow as we had thought we might get across the country. Time will keep an eye on that ball, but uh, uh, very interesting indeed. There's an avalanche warning in Utah. You got all kinds of natural disasters across the country. Uh, You got the COVID that they want to just peddle fear everywhere about. It is serious, ladies and gentlemen. You can get very sick and die from the COVID. Myself and Dr. Scott Bradley are here to tell you both of us got so sick. Uh, I recovered a little bit easier than Dr. Bradley, but both of us very, very, very sick indeed from the COVID. And some people could say, what is COVID, Sam? They can't even prove it exists. They don't have it isolated. You know, all that's true. It doesn't change the fact that people are getting very sick, though. You can tell me all day how the COVID's not real and how there's simple solutions to solve it. Uh, But not if I can't get a hold of those solutions, right? Anyway, I digress on your radio, except that is a serious uh, situation uh, indeed. Let's do a recap of yesterday's show real quick, shall we? We had two incredible guests on the radio yesterday. The first half hour of the first hour, we had on Dr. Murray Sabrin. Now, this guy's a great guy. He's a professor of finance at uh, Ramapo College. Uh, he's retired now, but he immigrated with his family from West Germany to the United States a long time ago, back in 1949. He earned multiple degrees, ladies and gentlemen, including a Ph.D., In economic geography, that's an interesting idea, economic geography, from Rutgers University. He also founded the Sabrin Center 
for free enterprise. you got to dig that libertarian standard, huh? He created the Sabrin Center for Free Enterprise uh, in the Annisfield School of Business in 2007 with his dear wife, Florence. Um, MurraySabrin.com is where you can get this information more about him. But him and his wife have been together for more than 50 years. you got to give them a kudos for that as well. Anyway, he jumped on the radio with us, and he's got a brand-new book out. Murray's brand-new book is um, basically called Navigating the Boom-Bust Cycle, an Entrepreneur's Survival Guide. you got to dig that, right? It sets out a provocative roadmap for right now, folks, for everybody. As Americans grapple with out-of-control inflation and the fears that relate to it. Great stuff. From Murray Sabrin, by the way. What role does the Federal Reserve play in the boom-bust cycle? We talked about that. Small business owners are the backbone of America. How can they steer their businesses through the boom-and-bust cycle so they not only thrive, or not only survive, but thrive? How do we make both all that happen, right? How can corporate executives, their firms, and their employees not just survive, but thrive? When economic bubbles burst, huh? Oftentimes you do the opposite of what the market's doing. Warren Buffett's famous for highlighting that reality, right? What can you do to survive and thrive in the boom-bust cycle if you're a student? Is it smart to join the great resignation at this time? We talked about that. It was a great interview. So that was yesterday, first hour. Second hour, we had a guest on as well. Pete Sepp, president of National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. NTU is the voice of America's taxpayers, mobilizing elected officials and citizens on behalf of tax relief and reform. Man, do we got to have relief and reform when it comes to taxes, don't we, folks? Yes, indeed. In fact, they say Texas and other places in the South are doing really well, attracting new business and individuals are moving in big time and home prices are cheaper there because they don't have a State income tax. Yeah. Good to know, huh? Anyway, Biden's failure of the Build Back Better bill. Legislation, they call it a nightmare before Christmas. Amen to that. The passage of that would be a nightmare beyond Christmas. I'll tell you that right now. Beginning in 2017, ladies and gentlemen, there's a group you ought to know about. It's called the Problem Solvers Caucus. That's right. The Problem Solvers Caucus was created back in 2017. And it became an independent, member-driven group in Congress comprised of representatives from across the country and equally divided on both sides of the aisle. They're committed to finding common ground on the key issues that are facing our nation today, how to be fiscally responsible, and a whole lot more. See, there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things you don't find out about until you have people like Pete Sepp and others on your radio. What a great job, Pete Sepp. What a class act. What a great guy. NTU.org. We wish Merry Christmas to our NTU partners and family, for sure. All right, government admits they lost $100 billion. Yeah, they say $100 billion in COVID relief funds have been stolen. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is the government has no authority, no obligation to make a hundred plus billion, or, or any other for that dollars for that matter. It's not yours to give, as the famous David Crockett learned. Right? 
And uh, reality is they shouldn't have had 100 billion uh, available for thugs to steal in the first place. But they did, and it happened, and now the government's admitting 100 billion. Merry Christmas, taxpayers. What a shame and a disgrace from both sides of the aisle. This all happened under Republican leadership and control as well, didn't it? Yes, it did. So don't tell me the Republicans are the answer because you're going to lose that one. Don't tell me when it comes to the courts the Republicans are the answer because you're going to lose that one too. What has the Republican courts done for us lately? Very little. We talked about NTU doing a great job, though, rating each member of Congress and their voting record to determine how friendly they are or unfriendly they are, if you will, uh, to your taxes, right? Uh, And you can basically put in your congressman or senator's name and see how your legislator stacks up. You put in legislator, you select the House or the Senate, you select the state they're from, and then you simply get results. I did that for Devin Nunes. Why? Because Devin Nunes is the guy that Donald decides should head up his media operations, right? He's a Republican. He's in the House in California. For 2020, he got an 82%. That's not impressive, folks. It's not impressive at all. And that's the guy that's going to head Donald Trump's new media. Wow. Shame shame on Donald. Shame on Devin. Shame on them all. What a disgrace. Stand by the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. Push to reduce taxes. Push to spend less. The only one really doing that that I see uh, big time is Rand Paul. Mike Lee a little bit, but Rand Paul really. The only one pushing the penny plan. Can we spend one penny less this year than we did last year? Can we just do the 99 cents to a dollar plan and and, and, and decrease our spending 1%? Congress rejected Rand Paul's proposal out of hand. What a shame it is as both houses, both parties, the whole body, guilty of spending us into oblivion, guilty of robbing the next generation. By, pu- by putting them in servitude, in debt, robbing them of their liberty, robbing them of their economic freedom. What a shame it is when we can't get a hold of our own affairs. And then we want to turn to these people to be our leaders going forward. What a disgrace. We also talked about Joe Biden told reporters that he was not supposed to have a press conference. Oh, yeah, Joe. I call that a national security threat, man. Who the heck? is telling the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, the chief executive of the greatest country on the planet, the leader of the greatest military in the world, who's telling him what he's supposed to do and not supposed to do, huh? And who elected those critters, may I ask? It's a national security threat. You say, well, Sam, that's just kind of a a phrase that he uses. No, no, no. He said it multiple times. I'm not supposed to be talking to the press. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not... Who is pulling the puppet strings on Joe then? Joe, who is your puppet master, sir? Again, another disgrace in America when we don't even know who's in charge. You can talk about election fraud all day, but set aside the election fraud of how Joe even got there. Who's pulling his strings? Who's the puppet master now that he's there? May I ask? You are listening to the one and only hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use talk radio program known as liberty roundtable live 
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, continuing our recap of yesterday's broadcast. Uh, Joe Biden literally has a press conference, claims he's not supposed to have one. Don't know who's controlling the puppet strings for the president, if you can accept that he's the president in the first place due to the election fraud scandal there. Uh, But in addition to that, he goes, in my opinion, absolutely out of control. Joe Biden literally saying this at the press conference. It's immoral. Stop it. Biden scolds purveyors of lies about pandemic. Yeah. And then he creates a supposedly Christmas miracle. Biden states that vaccinated Americans could enjoy Christmas safely. He says to the non-vaxxed, you guys are going to have a winner of death. 
Now, what a dividing statement from a president that kicked off his, quote, presidency claiming that he wanted to unite. Could you divide more than that, Joe? See, I don't accept Joe as the legitimate president personally. I get the peaceful transfer of power, but when you're dishonest and create an insurrection on January 6th, who created the insurrection? Your government did, ladies and gentlemen, and they blamed it on the patriots, okay? More and more evidence coming out about that. We'll document that more as we go on uh, in several future broadcasts. Biden says getting vaccinated is a patriotic duty. Not when you realize that vaccinations cause misery, injury, and death, Joe. Uh, you got to understand that we're getting more and more evidence from research that, hey, even the VARS database shows 20,000-plus deaths due to the COCO vaccination. But new studies show it's probably 20 times that number. So now you've got 400,000 deaths due to the vaccine, and they claim that that's probably underestimating the numbers. you got 800,000 deaths, according to the COCO, if you believe the, the statistics, but most of those are elderly people that would probably pass away anyway. I'm not defending death, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you that it's a crapshoot. The vaccines aren't any safer than the COVID virus itself. But Anthony Fauci on MSNBC said on Tuesday's, quote, the beat, that considering the highly contagious Omicron variant, unvaccinated family members should be asked not to attend your Christmas holiday festivities. Shame on you, Fauci. Shame on you, Don. Shame on you, Biden, for dividing the public. Now they're literally saying, hey, tell people that are not vaccinated not to attend Christmas. Shame on them. Shame on their press conference. They claim without evidence that Omicron is now the dominant strain in the U.S. How do they know that? The The average American can't even get a test, ladies and gentlemen. Hardly. Biden announces plan to mail Americans... 500 million at-home COVID rapid tests. Well, right now, only the elite can get the rapid test. The rest of us are struggling as they ration testing. He was asked by a journalist at, at his press conference, hey, don't you think that the fact that we don't have testing available now is a failure? And he literally goes, no, the COVID happened so fast, how could we have known? Uh, the Omicron variant occurred so quickly we couldn't have known. Whether you got the Omicron variant, whether you got the D or Delta variant, whether you got whatever preceded that and that in the original, it's been two years of literal lockdowns and shut your business down and shut schools down. And and it's been a year since the vaccine came out, but we still don't have appropriate testing. You got to ask why, and you can't deny that it's a failure, no matter how deceptive and dishonest Joe is about it. Children can see Santa get vaccinated, and receive a $100 debit card in Baton Rouge, Louisiana right now. Why, if the COVID vaccine is so valuable and good, do you got to convince people with $100 literally, you know, cards? You can see Santa if you get the vax. Reggie Marion with the article on that. Fauci says if you're vaxxed and if you're boosted, and you make sure you continually wear your mask, you'll be okay. Oh, yeah, tell that to all the bureaucrats that are getting the COVID, even though they're all vaxxed. All breakthrough infections are so rare that uh, congressmen and senators are announcing by the several that have have it now. Already two senators out of 100 have breakthrough infections. They say, don't worry. Thank heavens for the vaccines now that it's so mild. 
So they're literally admitting that it doesn't stop anything, but it makes it more mild, they claim. How do they know? How do they know it's more mild than it would have been? They say 40% of the population already has mild. In fact, 40% of the population are asymptomatic. They don't even know they have the cocoa. NYPD orders all cops to mask up regarding vaccination status. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. They literally say, hey, you got to mask up anyway. We don't even care. Folks, that is just a disgrace. Right? Didn't they tell us if you were vaccinated, you were going to be okay? Now they're about to change the definition of fully masked. Right? What gives of that? Now, even if you're vaccinated with two shots, and even if you have a booster shot, it's still not good enough anymore. Because they know breakthrough infections are happening. They know people that are vaxxed are spreading it. They know that new studies are coming out showing the Omicron variant literally increases your likelihood of getting infected if you've been vaccinated. They know all that. But they continue to lie. And then they tell you it's your patriotic duty to get vaccinated. Then they tell you it's the only safe way. That's the only way you can enjoy Christmas. Otherwise, uninvite your enemies, the non-vaxxed. This is the guy that wanted to unify. The guy that wanted everybody to come together. The guy that wanted to go ahead and unite. Now he's dividing us like you would not believe. But I guess it's better than the UK. Now they got home monitoring in the UK. For the infected, they're going to monitor you at home. I don't know if they're going to use an ankle bracelet, but it's kind of like being in in jail. (laughs) Wow. What a shame, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah Palin standing up pretty boldly, though. Sarah Palin told a crowd of uh, people that were attending a Turning Point USA or TPUSA conference. It was on Sunday. She refuses to get vaccinated against COVID-19. She says it'll be over my dead body that I'll have to get a shot. I will not do it she said, to a cheering crowd in Phoenix, Arizona. I will not do it. And they better not touch my kids either, she said. I'm pretty bold from Sarah. I agree with her. Folks, whether you agree with the vaccine or not isn't the point. Whether you want to take the vaccine or not isn't the point. Whether you believe they're safe and effective or not isn't the point. The point is we should all be able to choose for ourselves. That's the real point. You know what? I may not agree with what you say, but I agree that you have the right to say it. The First Amendment, okay, that relates to this. I may not agree with what you do, but I support your right to do it. For example, Donald Trump loves the vaccines. Okay? He loves them. And he just promoted that he, that he took the third booster jab and he's all excited about it. Uh, Joe Biden gave a shout out to Donald and said, hey, we don't agree on much, but we agree on the vaccines. Thank heavens for the Trump administration getting this rolling. Donald Trump said, thank you so much. And, and, and so now there's love between Joe and Donald over the vaccines. They're all celebrating, in my opinion, a great lie, a great dishonest manipulation. But here's the deal. They have the right to think that if they want to. They have the right to take the vaccinations and they have the right to talk about it in glowing terms if they choose. They call me a liar because I don't believe in the vaccines and I believe they're not safe or effective. And I believe they're withholding information about the truth regarding vaccinations. 
So it's a dishonest narrative on their part. But they're going to run around and say, shame on you. You're making money for lying. I'm not making any money, Joe. How much money are you making, my friend or Donald? You're getting fortune and fame off of your vaccination uh, agenda. I'm not getting anything for my stance. In fact, I'm getting kicked off Twitter and shut down on half the platforms in the country because of my stance. I'm not making any money or have any financial gain. I know when you say ivermectin doesn't work, it saved my life. So I don't believe for one second your narrative on ivermectin because, well, I've got factual personal testimony of a difference. Literally could not breathe without oxygen. After taking ivermectin within hours, I could breathe on my own. It is irrefutable in my personal case. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds with our guest on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Supreme Court announced it will hold oral arguments on January 7th to consider legal challenges to President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers and large companies. Biden's mandate says private companies with at least 100 employees must ensure that their workers are either fully vaccinated or tested weekly, and all health care workers at federally funded facilities must also get vaccinated. Fraudsters stole roughly $100 billion in pandemic relief funds from the CARES Act. The stolen funds represent 3% of the $3.4 trillion dispersed to the American public. Roy Dotson with the Secret Service on CNBC. I've been in law enforcement for over 29 years and, and worked some complex fraud investigations for, you know, 20 plus years, and I've never seen something at this scale. To date, 900 investigations are taking place. More than 100 arrests have been made, and $2.3 billion have been returned. U.S. Radio News. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Could Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia become a Republican? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the Republicans would give the senator the respect he deserves. Democrats are still trying to move forward with President Biden's nearly $1.8 trillion spending package after Senator Joe Manchin voiced his opposition to it, citing the hefty price tag and inflation concerns. Senate Majority Leader from Kentucky Mitch McConnell joins Fox News and says he admires Senator Manchin for sticking to his guns and says he's welcome to join the Republican Party if he wants. I've suggested a good solution to to his problem would be to come across the aisle and join us where he'd be uh, treated with respect 
uh, you recall the White House basically called him a liar Sunday, uh, treated him with respect and find himself in agreement with the party he was caucusing with most of the time. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Gentlemen, he will bring us goodness and light if we turn to him and repent and keep his commandments. Blessings abound, so much so that there's not room enough to receive. If we don't keep his commandments, though, hey, trouble is on the way. We've got an incredible guest with us, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Adam Hines. He's got a master's degree in Christian theology and conflict management. That's an interesting combination, Christian theology and conflict management. Uh, from Lipscomb University. He's also the co-host of a podcast called the In Pencil uh, Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And Adam is passionate about leadership, religion, conflict management, equality, and liberty. Sir, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you having me on today. All right, we got so much to talk about, so little time. Give us a thumbnail of of who you are first, Adam, just in your own words, who tells who you are? Uh, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I, I, I kind of get the sense that I'm, I'm like a conglomeration of different things. Um, I've served in the military. I've worked for different nonprofit organizations, um, including uh, the Boy Scouts. Um, I've studied religion and Christian theology specifically, but religions at large um, for, I would say, heavily probably for the past 10 years or so. Um, I'm a supporter of veterans and veterans organizations. Um, I'm an advocate for um, like an anti-war agenda. Um, I, I, <laughs> if you ask me who I am, I don't know how to really summarize myself in any any concise sentence, honestly. Well, you've done um, well. You've been, you've been a, a worldwide traveler as well, right? Yes, sir. Um, I think I've been to, last I counted, probably 31 countries overall, I believe. And, um, yeah, I can't even remember the last, the last new country I've been to. A lot of places I've been several times. Um, and, in fact, I'm overseas right now, which is kind of why I was delayed getting on because time difference. But, uh, yeah. All right, Adam's overseas now, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to talk about vaccine in the armed forces because I've been talking about Joe and his press conference about vaccines and everything else. I believe he's lying. He says that I'm lying and peddling misinformation. Uh, but you know what? If we're going to talk about leadership, if we're going to talk about conflict management, you know, uh, the COVID-19 has created the greatest conflict America's ever known uh, in modern times, Adam. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know where to where to begin with that statement. I guess I can speak kind of, you mentioned about um, vaccines in the military, so I guess I'll, I'll speak about that for a moment. 
Um, so the military has come out with uh, policies recently that uh, if you are not vaccinated, then you'll be discharged. Um, I think that the worst kind of discharge you can get is a uh, general under honorable conditions, which still preserves like your VA rights and your disability rights. Um, but I think if you get a, a general under honorable conditions, then uh, you may lose your like your educational benefits, like your GI Bill. Um, so uh, not many people that I know of in the military are opting to um, get out or to not get vaccinated. Most people are just getting vaccinated because they're um, compelled to through through policy, um, which is, I think, generally accepted in uh, the military and in the like DOD and government communities because, uh, you know, when, when you first join the military, you're injected with all sorts of things that we don't really know what any of those things actually are until later on whenever we start actually researching what, like our medical records and stuff. So, um, yeah, the, um, I think the general consensus in, in the, the military and, and government communities is that uh, it's fine to be vaccinated and there's not really a whole lot of protest to it and most people who are getting out understand the consequences of that. So um, there's not much really real conflict to manage in those, in those communities, I don't think. I know everything's going to court. I know that Matthew Staver and uh, those at Liberty Council uh, are suing mm -hmm. uh, over this. Uh, where they want to defend military members that want religious exemptions and want um, what they call conscientious objector uh, exemptions. Right. And what's interesting about this is that Matt is saying, hey, you know what? The government said that they would allow these exemptions, but the fact is they're, they're, um, the court kind of backed off and said, okay, let's monitor this and give the government time to grant these exceptions. But the government's really thumbing their nose. The military's really thumbing their nose at the courts and Matt Staver now, even with that kind of preliminary... Uh, guidance from the courts to the point where hey people are battling this and getting fired and or getting vaxxed even though it's still running through the courts there's not due process on this at all in other words matt yeah, Stater I, writes we've found more egregious abuses go ahead sir no i was gonna say from a like from from my perspective i don't think that anybody that i know is really tracking that progress i think that um, people who are really have their thumb on um policy discussions and uh, politics are, are tracking it more than probably the people who are, who are on the ground where, where I've been. And, and so I'm not really honestly educated on that, um, on that uh, fight or that, um, I guess, uh, discussion that's going on at a larger level. I think most people are just sort of generally accepting the fact that this is the inevitability and this is kind of the world that we live in. And I think that at large, in, in, in society at large, I think that there's probably um, the same kind of thing going on. Or most people on the ground are pretty much um, either in this in a defeated mindset where if they want to protest the vaccine, they're either still compelled to get it by um, either their workplace or by uh, maybe maybe their family's compelling them to get it or whatever. But uh, I feel like most people probably are at a point now. Aside from, like, in, in the liberty community, I think um, there's still a lot of resistance. I, I think, um, but at large, I think society is pretty much generally accepted that this is the inevitability. And um, it's kind of just like it is with every other thing that changes in society. It's, you, you go along to get along. And um, that sort of um, coercive nature of the social systems that we live in um, 
kind of any resistance that's 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 brought up by um, minority groups or people who may be passionately uh, interested in fighting that fight. Um, those are generally, I think, those are generally the minorities, and I think most people um, always go towards the side of just general acceptance and passive obedience um, after a certain amount of time. Like the fights may happen initially, but um, it just seems like that's just sort of the world that we live in, and I think that general acceptance is, is the the way that people are, people are moving. Um, I hope that Sadly, makes sense. Sadly, that's true. Now, Matt Staver yeah. though has a headline that says "Busted Military Memo Leaked." And then he says Joe Biden's Department of Defense, or the DOD, is acting like it's above the law. And then he says, but this lawlessness will have to answer to the court in our class action lawsuit, Navy SEAL 1, because they don't want to name people, versus Biden. Uh, that's kind of an interesting uh, headline in my mind where people are fighting back, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there are outliers who will fight the system, and I think there are outliers who will um, separate and um, go on go on their way in the civilian world. But I don't think that uh, I don't think that I'll hold any water um, on a macro level. Um, I think that if one person wins wins a fight like that, I think that's great for that one person. But I don't think it'll change any um, overarching policies. And unfortunately, that's kind of the mindset that m most. Um, service members and most people in the DOD and contracting communities are in, um, at least as far as I can tell, in all honesty. And I, I don't know a whole lot about the, the Matt Schaefer case or any of those things. Um, I haven't yeah. really... Uh, I, I know this. <laughs> it's, a, it's an epic battle. How's it going around the world, though, in terms of different from the United States? In the United States, there's a lot of lawsuits being filed. There's a lot of pushback, but yet yeah. who knows who will get their way. Um, but around the world, it's a whole lot more tyrannical, isn't it? Uh, it seems that way. It se well, the places that I've been, the places that um, I have contacts in at the moment, um, places like the UK and uh, other countries, um, I don't really want to say like where I am or anything, but places where I'm at, um, it seems to be the same kind of thing. There are um, levels of, I guess, concern that local governments will put out and uh, effectively all of the local population is compelled to follow that level of concern so um, if they raise like a, a health protection threat level to an increased level then people are wearing masks more often and if you're caught out in town without a mask then you're fined um, so there's a lot of like really coercive actions that most governments that I can find that I've observed all right hang uh, tight ladies and gentlemen Adam Hines with me. Uh, he's known as the co-host of the Impencil podcast. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not 
need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you. In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com Gentlemen, your military admits that shots are causing injuries, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they're being forced to admit it there now. Uh, they pretend we're liars, but you know what? Let's catch them at it. Let's double down to have a real honest, open discussion about this. Members of the military are simply being told lies, ladies and gentlemen. They're being told that COVID shots are safe. Even when Biden's Department of Defense, the DOD, knows they're causing serious heart conditions for male service members. And they are also being told the shots are fully approved when even the FDA admits there are no approved COVID shots available in the United States. This is what we're dealing with, folks. So Joe literally lies. The military literally lies. And now there's class action lawsuits. Uh, People are going to prison over this. People are getting uh, dishonorably discharged over this. It's a serious, serious uh, problem in the military. Um, Adam, as you are in the military, let's ask this. Are you finding the rank and file are pretty frustrated and, and a lot of people are concerned? Or do most people just ignore it and only the few stand up? Uh, so from my perspective, it seems like most people are pretty much just in a sort of passive acceptance sort of stance. Um, I don't know that, um, my military affiliation, I'm not necessarily in the military, just to be clear, I'm not, um, active duty. Um, but, uh, my affiliation 
puts me in close contact with those that are, and it seems like uh, most people are um, pretty much in, in just an acceptance. Like, um, and, and some people, it seems like, uh, almost look at it as like a safety net. Like, I think they pretty much accepted the narrative that, um, you know, this will keep you safe from the vaccine or from the uh, from the um, from the virus and or whatever variants are out there. And not only that, but a lot of the times whenever there are travel requirements for people who are working for the government in any capacity, uh, a lot of the travel requirements, even if it's not um, instituted by the military, it's instituted or by the government of, or um, any other like DOD or Department of State entity, it's instituted by um, the countries where people travel. So. Anytime you want to travel overseas to any other country, pretty much, um, there is going to be a COVID requirement. And a lot of times it's going to require um, not only a PCR tests, but it's also going to require a proof of vaccination before you're allowed to travel. So it's not just like the government or the military that's really instituting all these regulations. It's pretty much um, society at large and governments and private institutions like airlines and uh, corporations that, that seem to be instituting these, these, these rules. Um, and they all kind of seem to fall in line with one another, um, wherein like um, the government or a private company may institute a rule that you need to be vaccinated and that, that lines up with the airline's law or the airline's rule that you need to be vaccinated or you need to have a PCR test before you can uh, board an aircraft. So um, I think there's generally speaking amongst the military and, and uh, government employee, DOD contracting, all the all the communities that I'm familiar with, uh, they seem to all kind of uh, fall in line with, with these regulations. Like the, like I said, the outliers and, and the non-participants are, are generally in the minority, um, at least from my perspective. You know, I think you've hit, uh, Adam, on the real problem in America. You know what? The military is a good sampling of society. And I'm telling you, if everybody's just resigned to the fact, if everybody just says, oh, it'll provide protection, if no one does their research, nobody wants to push back, nobody wants to stand up, um, I would say this, we're in serious, serious trouble. And as I mentioned before on this broadcast many, many times, it isn't whether you're for the vaccination or against it. It's that we should support people's choice. When there's a potential for harm, which there is, they even admit it, then you know what? We should be able to make up our own mind, our own decision. And whether you agree with somebody's position or not isn't the point. You need to agree that they have the right to their position. Is that message getting across at all to anybody? Uh, from what I can tell, I, I don't believe so. Um, I, do, I do sort of, uh, I believe from my personal perspective, um, I guess I assign the term libertarian to myself very loosely. Um, but I personally concur with the idea that uh, as individuals you should have uh, the ability to decide for yourself what you take into your body and um, how much of what you take into the body and you should have at your disposal the amount of information that would be required for you to make an educated decision as a functioning adult um, what kind of whether it's a, a vaccine or medication or food or alcohol or any other uh, substance or like anything that goes into your body, you should be able to make a decision for yourself. And I think that um, I, I, I believe 
based on what I observed, that in the future will I kind of get a sense that we're, we're going to lose some sort of um, like people as a whole are going to lose some sort of um, authority over ourselves, and I think that's my main concern. Um, it's not about for me. It's not about um, government policy. It's not about laws. It's not about um, the military. It's about how much um, authority do we have over our own over our own bodies? Um, if you present to me a vaccine or any other substance that is proven to have benefits for me, uh, then I think I'd be compelled to take it without without issue. But when you coerce people um, through policy or through laws or through rules or through like airline regulations or any other sort of um, you know, overarching um, form of coercion, I guess, then I think you, you sort of violate the sanctity of the individual. And I think that's kind of where my main issue is with the vaccines, more or less. Um, and I understand like the why people are compelled to get vaccinated because people are, are have been um, brought into a state of fear um, over the unknown, and I think the fear of unknown um, in a lot of situations drives people to take action uh, to protect themselves. And this is what they're being told will protect them in this particular circumstance. But throughout the course of human history, we've always, um, in a self-interested way, done things to protect ourselves uh, in response to the fear of the unknown. And I think that's kind of exactly what we're dealing with in this situation. Um, I think fear drives action, and sometimes the action is good, and sometimes the action uh, is questionable. And I think in this situation, um, I, I understand why people would think that this is questionable. And in some ways, I have a lot of questions about it, too. Um, I hope that all makes sense. <laughs> well, my response is simple. Whether you agree with the vaccines or not, whether you like them or not, whether you think they're safe and effective or not, really isn't the point here. The point is government has no authority to force. Yeah. That's really the bottom line, and they're, and they're abusing their authority. In America, we have checks and balances, and in America, we have um, the rule of law, which is, hey, Congress hasn't made a law that says somebody has to take a vaccine, and even if they make a law like that, it should be challenged on constitutional grounds that they don't have authority to make those kind of laws. They can't make any law they want to. They've got to make laws that follow the proper role of government. In other words, the federal government only has limited jurisdiction based on the consent of the governor, based on the guidelines in the contract, the document, the Constitution. This isn't something yeah. where they can just do whatever they want to. And so that's kind of really where I'm pushing back. If somebody wants to take a vaccine, you know, a lot of people booed Donald when he said he took the vaccine. And I'm criticizing the booers, saying, you know what, stop that. He has every right to think for himself and do what he wants to do. You may not like it, but you better defend his right or you'll lose yours, Adam. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I tend to... I tend to concur, um, but, but like I said, in, in, the, in the communities that, that I exist in, uh, there's not a whole lot of room for, there's not a whole lot of um, actual room for resistance. It's more about um, compliance or pretty much you're out of a job. And I think there's a lot of, it's, it's like that for a lot of communities um, and a lot of um, organizations and industries across, a, across the world is definitely that way. In the U.S., I think that there's a little bit more of an, um, an advantage for people who um, who are dissenters because uh, there's a little more uh, room because of our 
nature of um, having an adoration for freedom, I think we have a lot more uh, room for movement whenever we, whenever we decide to dissent or to go against the grain when it comes to like policies. And, and amen like for that, by the but, way, rather than uh, melting down in the streets yeah. and getting our heads beat in and hauled off to jail, sure. we at least have a, a civil dialogue to some degree at this point. Adam, we're about out of time. Tell us about your podcast and where people can get it. Sure. Um, so my podcast is basically a discussion with me and my best friend um, of 23 or 24 years. Um, we've been kind of uh, hanging out the past couple of years and just talking about basically everything from philosophy to religion to video games to music. Um, and it's really more of like a personal podcast. It's not really meant for like public broadcasting or whatever. I mean, it is publicly available. Um, but it's it's an intimate discussion. Um, it's called In Pencil, and it comes from uh, when we were kids. We used to um, write a lot of poetry and music together, and as weird as it sounds, and uh, we used to like put in these little books, and we called the collection In Pencil because we wrote it in pencil. Um, so now the podcast is called In Pencil, and it's uh, In Pencil Live, just I N P E N C L dot Live. So there's not a dash or a dot. No, no dash. Okay, so There's a dot in, in the pencil. name, but in the URL, it's just in pencil. In pencil dot live. Yeah, in pencil. L I V E. Yes, sir. All right, that's fantastic. Uh, Adam, we appreciate it, sir. Peace in your travels across the sure. world as you travel. Uh, in my opinion, stand for the libertarian principles that matter, which is hey, you know what? We, uh, we believe you have a choice. We don't believe in dictators. We believe that you should choose for yourself and whether you agree or not with your decision we stand for your right to decide that we believe in the live and let live principle in other words hopefully that can be the message right. throughout the world that we uh that we tell the tale of right yes sir all right we sure appreciate it thank you sir liberty roundtable right. live ladies uh, and scouts yeah we're flat out of time sir oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry the Boy Scouts of America, ladies and gentlemen, used to be a wonderful organization. I'm an Eagle Scout and loved it. Sadly, though, again, they've forced this agenda. Uh, they've forced the woke agenda on us to the point where now the Boy Scouts isn't what it once was. Sad tale to tell. Hard to deal with. Hard to understand what's happened to some of the greatest institutions in the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right, out of, uh, out of time, ladies and gentlemen. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. Merry Christmas to all of you. It's interesting we had Adam on uh, and uh, his incredible podcast about all kinds of things. Impencil.live. I am Sam Bushman. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby
This child that you've delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know? Walked where angels trod, and when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips, live and or on demand. Two hours a day, six days a week, we tell the tale of liberty. On the Sabbath, we rest. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. This is hour two of two. This is the broadcast for December the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. Hard-hitting talk always at your fingertips. And Brian Rust of rustcoinandgift.com uh, on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Brian and his family have been helping people understand and get involved in precious metals for literally 50-plus years. rustcoinandgift.com, welcome back, my friend, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, same to you and your family, and great uh, segue with the music. I really enjoy that. Well, thank you, sir. We've been playing uh, Christmas music uh, for our music in all of our segments the whole week long, buddy. It's a fantastic on-your-radio Christmas bonanza, sir. Amen. <laughs> I like it. All right. What do we got uh, with gold and silver speaking at Christmas time? Uh, uh, gold uh, today is at 1808.60. Wow. It hasn't been yeah. 18 for a long time, right? Yeah, we bounced back up over 18. Uh, back here uh, up 30 bucks from... Last week. So it's 1808.60. Yes. Wow. Silver. Uh, 22.90. And is that up or where's that? That hasn't yeah, seemed to change a, much, huh? Yeah, it's, it's up, uh, what are we, uh, probably 70, 80 cents uh, from last week. So it's kind of hovering right there. But, you know, realistically. 22.90. Yeah, realistically though, our metals are are still depressed. I mean, they you know still manipulated. I mean, silver ought to be fifty dollars in my opinion, at least. So, you know, it, it's just crazy. To, it's well, in my opinion, in my opinion, Brian, and uh, forgive my yeah, disagreement right. here. My opinion, uh, <laughs> silver one ounce should be a dollar, sir. Yeah, there you go. Good point. <laughs> but but I know what you're saying. You're saying the real value compared to the fiat currency should be more like 50 to 1, and I think you're, you're factual on that reality. I'm just saying that really the truth is that we didn't manipulate our money, if we didn't manipulate the metals, because we're manipulating really both sides of this discussion. But it really should be, hey, a silver eagle, one ounce round, if you basically worth a dollar. Uh, a gold piece should be worth, what, 20 bucks? Uh, you know, that's kind of yeah. how the old days were, and that's how it yeah. really was. 
for thousands of years until we've manipulated. Yeah, good point. But in I goods agree. and services, it still holds true. Merry Christmas. If you have an ounce of gold, you can still buy, what, 300 loaves of bread or a nice, fancy, tailored suit just like you could in Moses' this time. You can do that right now even, huh? You can, absolutely. I agree. 1800 bucks for gold, you get a nice suit, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a suit, and then you could do a lot more with it as well. You buy your suit, and you could still bless the lives of many. Yeah, you can get yourself a suit and buy your wife a dress and still be doing all right. <laughs> That's right. And your neighbor some treats and your the homeless person a loaf of bread or other <laughs> items. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It goes a long way. Ooh, you want to know why, folks? Because we're talking about real wealth with Brian Russ now on your radio. That's why, right? Yeah. All right, so what's going on with you guys for Christmas? Do you, do you want to tell anybody anything for Christmas? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we uh, we'll get together with family and and spend time with our my eleven grandkids and and uh, siblings and neighbors and yeah, just uh, the bless the lives of them and others and try to reach out to also uh, you know I kind of make my way around and and deliver things uh, to people walking down the street or. I have a, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but this, I, I'm next to a, a bread store here. And and uh, Thanksgiving, I I tend to go over and buy everything off there. Not everything, but I'll spend a, well, I don't need to even mention the amount, but I'll buy a lot of loaves and so on. But I, I had some interesting, uh, as I passed these breads out and stuff along the road before the people that were just out or homeless or whatever. But I I made my way into a few places where people were just asleep you know, in, in the mornings. And so I'd just slowly creep in, not to startle anyone, but leave these loaves of breads next to their their sleeping area. And just, you know, and that's, the, that's what, it, you know, just blessing lives. I feel good about doing it, helping others. I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I try to do what I can. And, and I think it's, it's just a, it definitely warms my heart and makes me feel good about doing what I can. So I think, well, while you're running around buying loaves of bread and, and sharing them with the needy. And while I'm around doing similar kind of activities and stuff like that, whacked out Joe and crazy Anthony, Tony and Joe, man, they're crazy. They're literally telling you, I know you want to have a bunch of people over at your house, Brian, but you should really disinvite. Is that a word or uninvite? Yeah. I guess uninvite those who are not vaccinated. Brian, are you just going to uninvite those people? That's what they're directing not, you to do, sir. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm just going to hug everybody. You're not and just a, a COVID litmus grateful. test for Christmas? I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Good for you. Neither am I. <laughs> this is the deal, though. This guy was the guy that came into the presidency saying, I want to unite. I want everybody to work together. I want everybody. And now this guy's literally saying, uninvite anybody who's not vaccinated right. to your Christmas yeah. gathering. You're safe if you're vaccinated for Christmas. You can celebrate just fine. If you're not vaxxed, I'm produ- I'm predicting death for you, uh, a, a turmoil-filled winter. That's what he's literally saying, Brian. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that same old thing, and I think it goes back. I mean, we can go back here even a year ago or even before that, I guess, where they were kind of preaching some of the same things, and yet they, you know, the left there was, was not uh, obeying their own uh, words, I guess. They'd go into... What was it? Uh, Pelosi was going to get her hair done. She didn't want to wear a mask. She was in there and then got caught, and then she didn't like that. And 
and they no one none of those shops should have been open, but she had to have it open. And then there's a they just speak on both sides of their face. And so I they opened know, for Nancy, sir. And did you hear Nancy yeah. got on a United yeah. Airlines flight and went across the country not masked? And everybody freaked yeah. out and took pictures, and that went viral. Yeah, why? So it's it's kind of a double standard. We're they're gonna we have to bow to what they want, but they don't. It's it's like you know Obamacare, all the other stuff. I mean, I have to do I have to have this insurance and this and this and this and this and test and all this other, but realistically. They don't have to, or they don't, you know, what was it, Ivy, uh, Ivermectin and, and so on, that they were pre-jaw, you can't be doing that, can't. and then wasn't there a, a whole slew of House of Congress and all these people and their families were getting it, and so, so it seemed like a double standard all the way around. Well, there you have it. I would really encourage people uh, in the following. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant, Brian, and then you can respond, but I want to really encourage people. Listen to me, folks. Whether you agree or disagree with the vaccine, whether you want to take it, whether you don't want to take it, whether you think it's safe and effective, whether you think it's bogus, uh, whether you think it's damaging, or da- no matter what you think on vaccines or masks or whatever in the culture war, right, in the opinion war, no matter how you feel about any of that, I'd like you this Christmas to set aside that narrative for a minute. And I'd like you to realize that we're all God's children, male and female created us. Uh, and he created all the different races, but we're still his children. Okay, well, no matter your ethnicity, set that aside too. We're all God's children. And in this Christmas season, it's a time of love. It's a time of service. It's a time of forgiveness. It's a time of hope. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of gratitude, a time of appreciation. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get the fullest out of that we possibly can no matter who you are even if you're joe biden or anthony fauci and you're 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 you know peddling this porn of fear and you're doing all this i still pray they join us in this idea that says set it all aside for a minute focus on the greater things of life focus on the greater things that matter more Focus on what we can do to come together and and be civil and make a difference. Focus on how you can bless the lives of those around you. Focus on the Prince of Peace and remember the reason for the season. Okay, this is something that we can all do. And I read stories throughout history, Brian, and I'll, I'll, I'll end the segment with this and come back from the break straight to you. But you hear stories in war times where even at Christmas time, they set down their weapons and have a ceasefire for Christmas. Can we just cease fire on this for a minute, Tony? Can we just cease fire for a minute on this, Joe? And can we have something greater than us all just for a minute, just for an hour, just for a couple of, just for a weekend, Joe? Come on, baby. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. There's a box in the attic We take it down each year And pass through generations Lights and souvenirs From the ones who came before us The reason why we're here Singing all these carols And spreading all this cheer Don't forget Never lose All the joy that's made for you forget the reason for the season so i'm saying come on joe come on tony can't we just set it aside and have a ceasefire for christmas for crying out loud on these very very contentious issues brian rust that's my call for clarity sir my call for amen amen sam let's uh let's pray together let's remember things that matter most together how about more faith more hope more love uh you know we don't have to wait for the uh, when we when the, when our presidency and so we're going to bring this country together. We don't have to wait for them. Let's just uh, let's stand where we are, lift where we stand, and and uh, bless the lives of those around us. You know, one other point I wanted to make is the fact of, you know, I'm, I I don't want to divide. I, if if a person wants to get the shot, if a person wants, I, I, great, that's fantastic. But yeah, we by all divide means, ourselves. we shouldn't divide and say, well, you took the shot, you didn't. We're gonna, oh, you what? Oh, I mean. Let's just come together. I mean, there's if I get COVID, I get you know I get COVID. I don't take shot or if, if they, but but regardless, we've got to exp- express more love and and uh, call upon our heavenly Father and the guidelines that He's put in this country to bring our country. It's a great place to be. I I love where I, I'm at, but it you know we have a lot of problems, but it's okay. We can we can work through them, right? I think we can, and that's kind of my clarion call. You know what? Let's just cease fire for Christmas, everybody. 
come on now. You know what? It doesn't matter if we agree or disagree on everything. We can just set it aside, and we can just celebrate the the creation of God Almighty, which is each other. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Well put. All right. Now, here's an interesting twist. Again, everything they try to do becomes controversial. Here's the headline. College students say Christian principles or the idea of Christmas. Christmas promotes Christian privilege. So now you're not talking about white privilege anymore. You got Christmas promoting Christian privilege, Brian. And my response is, well, what is Brian doing with his privilege? He's running around loving, serving, caring for, ministering to uh, the less privileged. Isn't that what you started out saying you were doing for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I hope that's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, you know, you got Christian privilege. You're you're kind of a special there. You, you're above everybody else. And, and and Brian just trying to run around and be Santa Claus, man. That's right. That's right. There you go. <clears throat> but, exactly but I think about it. that. How do you just? How do you even respond to a statement like Christmas promotes Christian privilege? I don't even know how to respond to that effectively, except for I hope I act. I live, I behave publicly and privately in a Christian way. I hope I follow the Prince of Peace so much so that it's evident in all that I do, that I that I reflect his image in my countenance, if you will. That's kind of what I hope, and if that's a privilege, I hope I can spread the privilege, sir. I mean, me, you and me both. You know, the, the, the opposite of that would be to, I guess, an antichrist and, and uh, destruction and evil, and I mean, yeah, that's, who wants that? But apparently there's some that are pushing that, I guess, that agenda. I guess you could do the Robin Hood approach, though, and we could just take your privilege from you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it would all be for the good, don't you know, Brian? Yeah, that's right. There goes Sam's rhodium, isn't it? Isn't they going to take Wait, me? that's Kurt's rhodium. I'm just Oh, Kurt, I meant, I meant Kurt. Sorry, I, I didn't mean that. Sorry. That's Kurt's rhodium. <laughs> By the way, where's Rodium sitting? Speaking of that, is Kurt doing okay? Well, it's 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 pushing the fifteen thousand. So yeah. Oh, it's way down. It was up at twenty eight at one point. Well, it, yeah, it was. It's kind of, kind of, yeah, that's right. Kurt Crosby limps in at the end of the year with a down <laughs> portfolio. <laughs> I'm so that's sorry right. if there's a gimp, a gimp in your Rodium get along, my friend. Well, he's got that honey, though. That golden honey will help. That'll help comfort. Good point. That'll balance it out. Yeah. And you can say at least it'll be sweet. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, (laughs) Localhoneyman.com is Kurt's website if you do want raw honey delivered to your door for Christmas, by the way. Uh, So, Brian, I look at Christmas as just a wonderful time of the year. And I don't know if I have white privilege. I don't know if I have Christian privilege. I don't know about all these divides. And uh, I just know I use it as a time to get to know people around me, a time to, to um, really enjoy them. One of the things that we do every Christmas is for the whole month of Christmas, from Jan- uh, December 1st to December 31st, so before and after Christmas even, the whole month, every night as a family, we read Christmas stories. Yeah. And we read stories about service and love and people doing things for one another and, and, you know, all these different examples. And, I mean, there's just so many good ones about how people's hearts turn around. I went and saw Christmas Carol uh, last night, 
about Ebenezer Scrooge and all this kind of stuff. And it just made me go, man, we've got to have a lighter side. We've got to have a, a, a way to step back from this this ever-ending culture war conflict. I don't know what you want to say, divisionary stuff. And just take a step back and say, even those who may be polar opposite from us, they're still God's children. They still need love. They still want the same things as the rest of us want. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, you know, I, I, uh, I saw that Christmas Carol as well. You know, and bring reflect on, on kind of the attitude and, and so on and the change. It's always good in stories. You read these stories that are uplifting and you feel good inside and it it, it um, makes you and motivates you to kind of do better and and bless the lives of those around you <clears throat> maybe we could uh i remember what was it they they came out with that uh we are the world song perhaps we ought to get together and maybe really uh create some new song or new i don't know across the world and and everybody sing it and i you think that would work we could have a yeah, if you wanted block, to do well in modern chain. times, it would have to be a rap, though, too. You'd have to have kind of no, some rapping we'd there. We'd have to rap. We'd, I guess there might be some rapping, I guess. That could yeah, you'd be on, like but... celebrating Christmas. I got to miss this, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we tried to. No, well, then we... you'd be talking about marriage. You can't do that. Oh, I see. Wow. All right. Well, we could start somewhere, maybe. You know, maybe we could. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Glad I don't have the cocoa. Yeah. Wait a minute. You want cocoa, don't you? <laughs> cocoa for Christmas? Come on, people. It's a we'd have hot chocolate on this side, cocoa on the other. Is that what it is? That, <laughs> that wow. Well, or you debate kinds of cocoa, see. Oh. By the right. way, we we for Christmas one year did a taste test on cocoa to see what was the best taste best taste in a hot chocolate you could find. Oh. That was How'd one that of go? the things we did for Christmas. It was fun. Yeah. And, but believe it or not, people chose different choices, Brian. Oh. Okay. I, me and my so wife we, actually chose a different cocoa. We, I thought oh. one was better, and she thought a different one was better. Well, see there. You know that's, what we did? You know what we did about it, don't you? What's that? Yeah, nothing. We just smiled. <laughs> that's right. Nothing. Isn't see? that great? What wow. a great process. <laughs> that's all we did. And and you know what? I'll get the kind of cocoa she likes because I love her, and that's okay. I like it too. Uh, but yeah. look, it's okay, Brian. Yeah. There was no fighting or arguing about it. No. No. Uh, wow. She just thought I was wrong. Right, but and I thought yeah. she was wrong. Well, I didn't think <laughs> she was wrong. Was... I just think she had the right to her own views. It wasn't really a right or wrong discussion that, per se. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Imagine Everybody that. But he gave each other a hug and it was we moved on. Yeah. That is right. We just said we need to make cocoa again. And we didn't even argue what kind or anything. It's pretty good. I thought it was all right. I thought it was Christmas-esque, yeah. personally. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. We sure appreciate you guys. We're flat out of time this segment. We want to wish you and your family, though, a Merry Christmas, sir. Thanks so much for all you do from passing out loaves of bread to coming on the radio to telling the tale of freedom by the life you live everywhere you go, sir. Thank you very much, Sam. God bless. Uh, same to feel the same way about you and your family and all those that you surround you. So thank Tell you. your wife, Merry Christmas, even if she doesn't like the same kind of hot chocolate as I do. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> no, I don't know if she does or doesn't. I'm, I'm just making kind of a fun point to highlight. Guys, we've got to get along. We can, right. we can, we're can. we bigger than this, folks. Absolutely. You are correct. The Prince God of bless, Peace man. is bigger than this, and we can follow him. Thank you, Brian. 
There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust doing a phenomenal job, as always, on your radio. RustCoinandGift.com. you got a friend in the precious metals business. RustCoinandGift.com. I am Sam Bushman. This is Following the Prince of Peace Radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. U.S. Representative Mary Gay Scanlon, an advocate of defund the police, was carjacked in Philadelphia yesterday afternoon. Five suspects were later arrested in Delaware, according to DSP. The congresswoman was unharmed by the armed carjackers. The mostly partisan January 6th committee on Wednesday asked Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, to meet with the panel to provide information on his communication with former President Trump regarding the occupation on the Capitol. It should be noted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi vetoed Jim Jordan's appointment to the committee. 600 people have been charged. Investigations are supposed to happen in the executive branch. Congress has an oversight function, but Democrats don't want to do that. They don't want to ask the appropriate questions, like why was the security posture so weak that day? Why wasn't the National Guard here? They don't want to ask those questions. Instead, the actions of the January 6th committee, I believe, are a complete assault on Americans' liberty. This is USA Radio News. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms can mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away, by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. The Supreme Court says that it will hold a special session in just over two weeks to await challenges to two Biden administration policies covering vaccine requirements that affect large companies and health care workers numbering in the millions. SCOTUS announcement Wednesday said that it will hear arguments in the case January 7th. The parents of the suspected Oxford, Michigan high school murderer are speaking up. An attorney for James and Jennifer Crumbly says they did not anticipate their 15-year-old son, Ethan, would commit violence and are devastated like others in the Oxford, Michigan community. The Crumblies are charged with involuntary manslaughter after prosecutors say they bought the gun for their son, he used in the crime, and they didn't lock it up. Ethan Crumbly faces numerous charges, including four counts of homicide. In the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. The James Webb Space Telescope is scheduled to launch from French Guiana on South America's northeastern coast Christmas Day. USA Radio News.
right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Man, I love those segments with Brian Rust. The guy's just fun and cheerful and, and hardworking and educated, and, man, he just makes for great radio, doesn't he? com, ladies and gentlemen. He's that friendly in person as well, and he's that knowledgeable about constitutional currency, or I would call it honest money. Some would call it the precious metals business. Whatever your term for it is, it's a great Christmas present for your loved ones. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so college students are now saying Christmas promotes Christian privilege. And I don't see it that way. I see that Christmas promotes service and love and kindness and giving uh, and following the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace wasn't privileged, was he? Was the Prince of Peace... Um, no, I think he was kind of a, uh, well, I, didn't, I don't think he had much in, this, uh, in the way of the world, did he? You know, when he was, when he was walking the dusty, dusty streets of Palestine, I don't think the guy was just running around with, like, Jordan sneakers on or something. I don't think he had his, uh, you know, gold in his mouth and hat turned sideways and all this kind of stuff. I don't think he was, like, hanging with the jewelry, was he? I think he was a pretty simple guy. But he was somebody special. He was the son of God. Never forget that reality, ladies and gentlemen. Because to the, to the eye, maybe he wasn't uh, something special. But it takes in your heart knowing who he is. It takes in your heart following the principles. Isn't that the reason for the season? It isn't about gifts and about privilege or anything else. Am I pri privileged because I have a testimony of Christ? I would say probably yes. But the spirit of Christmas is that I help you gain your own witness. That I act as a, as a witness. That I act as a disciple to help you become a follower of Christ too. Isn't that the purpose of Christmas and the reason for the season of love and kindness and giving and proclaiming who he is? And what he stands for. Isn't that the spirit and the meaning and the purpose of Christmas? Just wondering. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's a petition that they're trying to get everybody to sign that I'm refusing to sign. Okay? And the headline says, Petition to Bring Senator Manchin to the GOP. And the group that's doing this is called StopJoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what Stop Joe means. Do you? What does Stop Joe mean? And I, don't call me and try to explain what it means, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm when I say that I don't know what it means, I know what it means. But let's talk about what it means for a second, because I think the, the minutia is in the details, if you will. Okay. Join us today, this group says, StopJoe.com. The committee to defeat the president needs your help to defend and promote a legacy from President Trump's America First agenda in 2021. Join the grass move, grassroots movement dedicated to stopping Joe. And then they want me to sign up to get emails from him. They got news. They say Biden has lost everywhere, especially abroad. The Biden presidency has been a failure on many fronts. Inflation is skyrocketing. 
and millions of jobs remain unfilled. Yeah, leading to what they call stagflation 2.0. In news conferences, Biden looks plain lost and confused. If he even decides to show up at all, oftentimes he's late. Long, drawn-out pauses are common, yet to no dramatic effect. He slurs his words, rambling about. Okay? And then they go on to talk about Biden's shadow campaign. Chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President, the guy's name, Senator Ted Harvey, urges the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Secretary of Defense to resign immediately. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be offensive, but what does that all mean? Let me explain. You've got, in my opinion, this left-right dynamic of deception. That somehow it's a Republican-Democrat battle. The Democrats are evil, the Republicans are good, goes the narrative. Or if you're the opposite side of the coin, the Republicans are evil, the Democrats are good. And it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're in the right party. As long as you're in the right party, it's all good. But see, in my opinion, that's where the left-right paradigm of deception is dishonest and immoral. Because it's not about party. That's right, it's not about party. It's about principle, ladies and gentlemen. It's about fidelity to the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. It's about keeping one's oath of office, ladies and gentlemen. It's about the checks and balances that make America great. It's not seeking for power. It's seeking to pull power down. That's the key to the exercise. It's about rejecting kings and putting in place the proper role of limited constitutional government with checks and balances to chain down those who would circumvent our liberties, those who would jettison our freedoms for power and money, right? Okay, so I appreciate they want to stop Joe, uh, but what they want to do is stop Joe and put Trump back in office, and I'm not a guy that wants Trump back in office. Is Trump better than Joe? Yes. Did Trump do a lot of good? Yes. But you know what? Neither of them are moral Christian men. Neither of them are good, honest, wise servants of the republic. I mean, Joe and Donald are doubling down on forced vaccinations right now. You say, wait a minute, Sam. Donald's not. He doesn't like forced vaccinations. I know, but he still did Operation Warp Speed and still put vaccines on the market that they claim are safe and effective, and we don't have any evidence or proof that they're safe and effective. In fact, we have plenty of proof to the contrary, from the Department of Defense admitting it, all the way to the people that made the vaccines admitting it, all the way to the F's or uh, the CDC and the World Health Organization admitting it. You say, what are you talking about, Sam? They say they're safe and effective. They say that out of one side of their mouth, yes, but they also publish the results of their studies, which shows they're not very safe or effective. See? That's the problem. Okay, well, the problem with this Democrat-Republican divide is, again, so we want to stop Joe. Fine. But I want to stop unconstitutional Americans from leading this country. That's called the swamp. 
and Donald put just as many swamp critters around him as Joe has. In fact, the guy leading the whole COVID fiasco from top to bottom is the same guy that was with Trump and Joe both. You're talking about Tony Fauci. Okay, this guy's a criminal. He should be fired. He should be arrested for lying to Congress. He claimed that they did not do gain-of-function research, and certainly they did. Okay, but again, Trump and Joe both loved Fauci. You say, what, Sam? Donald criticized Fauci. Yeah, but he didn't do anything to get rid of him. Or maybe we wouldn't have him now, right? Okay, that's the problem. And so, you know what? I'm not here to attack Donald. He, he did a lot of good. But he put a lot of judges in place that may or may not get rid of Roe versus Wade. Biden's put in double the amount of judges in the first year that Trump did. So, you know, this idea that the courts are going to save us, Trump did his best to jettison health care to some degree. But his party, this party we're all trying to, you know, rejected him and didn't do it. So petition to bring Senator Manchin to the GOP, why would you want to do that? Because they want the GOP to be the bigger tent. Because they want Senator to be a Republican. Now, the Republicans will have what? One more Senator. But what good is one more Senator going to do? See, it's the Republican factions that betray us. If it's the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender questioning or queer issue, uh, then the log cabin Republicans are the action that, well, they go along because that's what they believe in. If it's we get too many Joe Manchins in the Senate, we'll have a Republican majority, but we'll have a moderate or to some degree a liberal Senate. We think we're gaining ground, but really the swamp continues to take over, right? Let's talk about who Joe Manchin really is in seconds on your radio. Being there with your child and being there for your child are two completely different things. One denotes a simple presence, which is a start, but can also be accomplished by someone other than you. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? See, that sheep did a fine job of being there with the child, but it didn't do a very good job of being there for the child. Now listen to the difference an involved parent can make. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? I'm not very good at algebra, but do you have any English questions? Because I done real good in English. <laughs> oh, Mom. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the algebra problem didn't get solved, but something better happened. Mom was there for her child. And when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because 
uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. the alive ladies and gentlemen Sam Bushman on your radio so they got this petition to put Joe Manchin in the Senate as a Republican have him join the GOP I don't think that's a good idea ladies and gentlemen because we just seem to want a name we seem to want the majority we seem to want to make our tent so big that we stand for nothing let me give you the proof ladies and gentlemen don't we say that the Republicans are for lower taxes and tax fiscal responsibility and all this stuff, right? Well, the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, rates Congress. So let's talk about Joe Manchin. He gets a D. Okay, he's a Democrat. Just kidding, right? Now, he's a Democrat in the Senate, right? He's from West Virginia. Uh, but in 2020... Do you know what he got? Do you have any guess, Cameron, what percent Joe Manchin got? 4%, sir. Yeah. And you want this guy to join the GOP? (laughs) Are you kidding me? What are they thinking? I, I don't get it. You'll just never get me to understand this right I just don't understand why would you want that guy to be part of the GOP well there's literally a petition you've got literally half the swamp critter Republicans pushing for this to what avail I don't know that's my whole point about look it isn't about the Republicans versus the Democrats it isn't about what party you belong to Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's about, in my humble opinion, it's about us versus the swamp. I appreciate that you think your buddy Joe Manchin is doing a good job. But see, I don't see it that way. I really don't. Do you? All right, how about a congressional scorecard focused on the Constitution, not just on taxes? Well, the Freedom Index from the John Birch Society, the New American, they do it, right? Right? What do you think, Joe Manchin? What do you think he got? 
What do you think? You know what he got on the Constitution? Any idea? Any guesses, Cameron? Twenty-eight percent. Okay, this guy got twenty-eight percent. And we want this guy? We want this guy in the Senate? Why would we want Joe Manchin to be a Republican senator? What benefit does that have? I don't really understand what what benefit that has. Can you think of any benefit that that has for the Republicans, Cameron? I mean, he's just going to be one of these guys that when you vote on a bill, he's going to half the time or more. Well, let's say this. If you want to use the Constitution as your guide, not the party as your guide, he's going to sell you out. What's the opposite of 28%? 62? <laughs> no, 72? 82-92, yeah. 72% of the time he's going to jettison the Constitution. He's only going to cheat on you 72% of the time, Cameron says. He's wise. That's right. That's the problem. So I've got two indexes, ladies and gentlemen. One related to taxes. The guy gets 4%. 96% of the time, he's going to vote for more taxes. Right? 72% of the time, he's going to jettison the Constitution. And then we're begging and petitioning for this guy to switch sides from the Democrats to the Republicans. What value does that have? I submit to you that it has none whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. None. I don't see any value there at all. Joe Manchin senator, literally. Some say he should go to the uh, independents. Well, that makes a whole lot more sense, I might suggest. But the truth is, the guy doesn't vote at all, according to his oath of office. Remember how I said it's not about party? It's about principle, right? Remember this discussion? Right, folks? Think about that. Think about that for a minute, folks. When it comes to voting, the guy literally doesn't understand the Constitution. He votes against it 72% of the time. He's only got a 28 positive rating. When it comes to your taxes, he votes for more taxes and less fiscal responsibility 96% of the time. You don't want this guy in your party. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to say, he's a Republican. we got to make sure he stays in office, right? Isn't that what you're going to tell me next? By golly, he's a Republican. Don't you dare go against him. And I'm going, what? And they're like, yeah, Sam, you know, 
He's a Republican. He's a good guy. He's one of us. He, you know. No, he's not. I don't really believe the Republicans are the answer. I mean, the Republicans get a better score than the Democrats. So he gets a 28% on the Constitution. If he was a Democrat, he might get a 6% or a 19% or something. It could go down. I guess you could always say it could be worse. Some would say, like Kurt Crosby might say, other than that, it's not so bad. Well, I don't know if the 4% on the taxpayer thing's a fluke. Or if once in a while he gets it right, four out of a hundred votes. I don't even know, but I want to reject this petition to bring Senator Manchin to the GOP. I don't want any part of this. And I don't think anybody in their right mind should want a part of it. Anyway, enough of that, but I really appreciate the NTU National Taxpayers Union and their ability to rate Congress with regards to how well they stand for taxes. Right? The New American Freedom Index, a congressional scorecard based on the Constitution, Joe Manchin, 28%. I really appreciate their intel on that. They really go, uh, they really go hard in the paint, as some would call it, to get these uh, results. And I really commend them, and I think it's tremendous. All right, I guess there's a video out now that's gone viral that I ought to tell you about before the end of the hour. A video has gone viral. And it's of a Swedish company. And this Swedish company now has a, quote, COVID passport microchip. There's a video out now that's gone viral of a Swedish company that has a COVID passport microchip. Um, it's implanted in your hand. That's right. You want to get one of them with Coco, uh, COVID passport chips implanted in your hand? What do you think of that, Cameron? Let's go ahead and get one of those dudes for Christmas. Yeah, Cameron says he's in. He's ready to go. Not. Not even maybe. This is insanity, ladies and gentlemen. People all over the world are freaking out about this right now anyway crazy stuff i don't want any part of it but it brings to life the idea that we've told you for decades that they're trying to implant you with a computer chip and now to those who say you're whacked out crazy it's not happening okay go check out the viral video with the vaccine passport discussion the video of the swedish company uh with the implant and tell me if it's still just nothing but conspiracy theory okay thank you One last point to prove we're right once again. Ready? COVID may affect fertility. By reducing men's sperm counts, new study finds. That's right. The new study is peer-reviewed as well. And the study showed that higher amounts of COVID-19 antibodies in a patient's blood serum correlated to reduced sperm function in males so let me say this again a new peer-reviewed studies out and it says hey covid can mess with your sperm okay it can reduce your sperm count etc and when you have antibodies in your blood it correlated to a reduced sperm function 
the antibodies related to a reduced sperm function. You say, Sam, why do you keep hammering on that? You've told us that three times. I know, because I want you to understand it. USA Today with this piece. So if you want the source, there it is. But here's the deal. Let me be very clear. If, listen carefully, the greater your antibodies to COVID are in your bloodstream, the less function sperm has. There's a correlation, the new study shows. They told you the vaccines did not cause problems with fertility. And I told you they did. Year, um, literally two years ago, when they were developing the vaccine, they claimed it wouldn't. And now they claim that it doesn't. It's safe and effective, they claim. But here's my question. Does the vaccine increase the antibodies in your blood? They claim that it does, right? That's why it's so safe and effective, they say. Here's the problem. If the COVID increases antibodies in your blood and it directly correlates to less sperm function, then if the vaccine mimics COVID in that it increases these antibodies, then it would what? How dumb am I? It would correlate to a reduced sperm function and might affect your fertility by reducing men's sperm counts and the function, right? A reduced sperm function. So when we tell you that it affects your fertility and they tell you that it doesn't, USA Today and the new study, peer-reviewed, just proves they lied again. And we told you the truth once again. Why? Because this is hard-hitting, truth-telling, Sam Bushman-style talk radio. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Merry Christmas to all of you. I know some of this news isn't very fun for Christmas, but remember they betrayed us with dishonest money with the Federal Reserve at Christmas time back in 1913 too. So you got to keep an eye on the Liberty Ball, ladies and gentlemen. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Merry Christmas. Follow the Prince of Peace. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.